Welcome to the Girl Games Podcast. I'm Amber P, NPC bikini competitor on my road to pro. And I'm Alexis Adams, IFBB wellness pro on my road to the O. In our podcast, we share everything. From the good, the bad, do's and don'ts, with the hopes of helping anyone who may be new to the sport, get get ready ready for for some some serious serious girl girl games. What is up and welcome back to another episode of the Girl Games Podcast. I'm Amber P. I'm Alexis Adams. And guys, we're back. We struggled a little bit with our schedules. Alexis is just out here winning shows and I'm just over here trying to get my life together. However, we are back and we apologize for the brief break for today's episode. Super, super exciting. We're talking all about Alexis's win because she is going to the O. Alexis, I've told you already, but I'll tell you again on the pod. Congratulations. Thank you. Has it settled in? Has it has it been two, it's two weeks this weekend, correct? Yeah, it's just it was a week on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So has it sunk in yet? Are you still trying to wrap your head around it? Um, I don't know. like I'm like really excited and it's kind of weird to like think about the fact that we're like game planning as far as what I need to improve and all of that but I I feel like it's just the same as like winning my pro card when people are constantly like how do you feel and I'm like I don't feel different you know um because I think part of it is like when you go in to the show that you're going to end up winning your pro card at you were already behaving like a pro before you went, before they awarded it to you. Like you earned it before you stood on that stage. And I feel like that's kind of how this situation is. Um, And that's kind of like how I had to lock my mindset is like, I'm going into the show to qualify for the Olympia. I had to believe that I was an Olympian Mm -hmm. or it wouldn't have happened. Like if I went on, if I went into it thinking, I don't know if it's going to happen. Right. It's way less likely to happen. Sure. It does sometimes, but, um, I wasn't going to bank on that. And like, I've told you guys before, like one goal, that's what I set my mind to. That's what's going to happen. And if it doesn't, I'll game plan after it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I went into the show, like believing that I had the chance of winning. And then after prejudging Kenley and Nelson were like confident that that was what the outcome was going to be at finals. And I was like, don't tell me. Like, don't yeah. tell me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, I just took a huge sip of water. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I can see that because we've talked about this before, y'all. And you won't, if you've never, if you haven't competed yet, then you won't get it. But show day, it's a lot. It is overstimulating. And what you have to understand is it's overstimulating no matter what level you're at. If it's your first NPC show, if it's a national show, if it's a pro, like all it, it's just it's just a lot. So I know for me, like whenever I I don't really like sharing too much, like once I've gotten off stage, because it's like you want to update all the people, but at the same time, it's just kind of like I'm trying to wrap my head around them. People are like, oh no, you're gonna get this place and you're gonna get that place. And like it's just kind of like stop don't tell me anything 
I want to stay calm. And it's like, also like you believe in yourself, but you, you want to wait until you get that trophy in your hand and you know, it's for fast. Yeah. Like you don't want to <laughs> celebrate too early. And, yeah. um, for this one, like my last name's Adams. So I'm always the first one out. And there was a master's portion for pro wellness, but they actually at pre-judging had open go first, which is like, yeah, usually it's, it's the opposite. Um, and at finals, they did it in the normal order with like masters and then open at the end. Um, but for pre-judging, I was the first one out, which I got to get used to because <laughs> it's going to yeah. be like that. Um, and it'll be like that at the Olympia, I think, because I don't, I don't know anyone with a last name. Yeah. With, like it's a D. So you'd yeah. have to have like a B or C as your second letter. Um, but when I went out, it's like, I'm opening the show for wellness. And it, I don't know, it was just like kind of surreal. Cause I'm like, it, like, I expect myself to do well. Right. Um, and then there were five girls in open um, and I'm first. So when they bring us out on the line, I had to do the whole like angling in thing. And like, I'm on the end and I'm like, okay, I'm on the end. I want to be moved to the middle. So, you know, like that's, you're waiting. That's the next like milestone that you're waiting for. Um, so I'm on the far end and then they, they moved me in, they did quarter turns and they moved me in one. And then we walked to the back and came back to the front. And then they moved me in again to the center and then they put us through quarters again. So yeah. it's like, it wasn't like they moved me directly to the middle and then that was it. Um, which is what happened like at junior nationals. Um, so then it's like, you're analyzing a lot, right? Like you're like, okay, what are they looking at? And when I came out to do my routine, the head judge is like talking to the judges on his left and right, which is their job, but right. I can see him. So then I'm like, what is he talking about? Like, what is he saying? <laughs> Isn't it so funny? Like that happened with junior USA's I remember standing on stage and remember seeing Sandy like pointing at me going like yes. trying to get Sandy is the queen of that she has that yes. little pen in her hand and she's yes. like pointing and waving it around like a wand <laughs> very like, her, animated her, her, her. I which like, I love because you know they're paying attention but at the same yes. time like what are they saying like, what <laughs> like huh what'd you say <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh so exciting so I wanted to specifically ask you about the travel to Vegas because y'all know Alexis doesn't like to fly. However, since we're a pro and we're an Olympian now, you know, the not flying thing is kind of, I'm not going to say impossible, but for, you know, you want to make sure you're getting around the different shows. So how was it like packing and flying and landing in Vegas? So it was not terrible. Um, so you guys know we live in a small area in like southwestern Virginia. Um, so the nearest like big airport is Charlotte, North Carolina, which is two and a half hours from my house. So we have a dinky airport in Roanoke that like only tiny planes come into. Like your your carry-on bag doesn't even fit in the overhead compartment. They have uh -huh. to check, like they have to put it under the plane and then give it back to you when you land. Uh -huh. Yeah. So um it's like flying out of there I don't mind because it's like it's not busy there's you're there's no there's not a lot of walking like you go in you check your bag you go up the escalator you're at your terminal <laughs> that's it airport you're walking miles sometimes yeah which we'll get to that story in a minute <laughs> um so it wasn't bad when we got there 
Um, I use like, I have a, one of those little nine liter um, wolf pack bags, like the tiny ones. And so I put my meals in baggies and put them in that. And then I use little um, shampoo bottles that did not have shampoo in them, but I put like my ketchup and mustard in there. So I'd have condiments because you can take that on the carry-on. Um, and then I, I use my little like carry-on suitcase. And then I checked a big suitcase as well. Um, when I flew to Tampa, I did fit everything into my one carry-on and didn't have to check a bag, but I knew that we were going to like be exploring, we were going to be shopping and stuff. So I knew that I needed more room coming home than going there. Um, so that's why I, like my carry-on or my checked bag wasn't near the 50 pound weight limit, but I knew it would be coming home. Um, so it was only like a 30 minute flight from Roanoke to Charlotte. And then we had like an hour layover, but we had to go from one side of the airport completely to the other side. So by the time we walked all the way across, we were basically boarding, um, which was fine. And then the next flight from Charlotte to Vegas was almost five hours. And that was very boring. <laughs> like, uh no usually when we're driving like I drive so I'm occupied the entire time it does not bother me like an eight plus hour car ride doesn't phase me at all I don't mind it but sitting in the airplane with the freaking rules there was like a little bit of turbulence so the light you weren't allowed to get up to the bathroom and then you were and then um we flew American which is what we usually fly I have never I haven't flown that many times, but I have never seen the flight attendants work so much. They were up and down the aisle with the freaking cart. So I couldn't take a nap because I was on the aisle because I need to go to the bathroom. So I got the aisle seat, but they're like up and down and up and down and up and down. I'm like, sit down, take a break. <laughs> Stop going up and down the aisle with that cart. <laughs> but I guess because it was like a daytime flight. So everybody was awake and nobody was napping. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't terrible. And then when we landed in Vegas, that was a huge airport too. So it was just like, Kenley flew with me. So I didn't fly by myself. Um, but it was just like navigating and finding where the bags were. And then like, I have the American airlines app and on the plane, they tell you where your baggage is going to be like what baggage thing. And then in the app, it also said the same baggage claim area, like the I don't know what they're called. The numbers, they're numbered. Yeah. Um, so we're like standing there and all the people from our flight are standing there. There's no bags at all. The thing's not even spinning. And we're like, I don't know if this is right. <laughs> no, it was on the other end of the baggage claim area where they actually put our bags. So our bags are just like spinning around on the thing because nobody's claiming them because everybody else is at the one that they told us to be at. It was just strange. Um, and that's but always gotta, worse for me. Like, I'm like looking for my bag. Like, where is it? Where is it? Because I just have like the biggest fear of my bags getting lost. So that that's probably the most stressful part for me. Like when I have to Yes. Go. It's like, get off the plane, go find your bag and stand yep. there until you get it. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't understand how bags get lost. Because you check it, they put it on the plane and then it flies with you. Yeah. So I don't, so far I haven't had a bag lost, but pro tip guys, you're suit heels and jewelry go in your carry-on bag oh, they don't leave you because if you are carrying it you have it it's with you the entire time so like 
if your cardio clothes get lost, you can go to Walmart and get some sweatpants mm-hmm. and you're fine. Um, you'll eventually get your bag back usually, but your suit, you don't want lost. Mm-hmm. And then having to figure out if you can borrow a suit from someone or if you can find a random suit company that is not custom to you. Um, mm-hmm. So always that goes in your carry-on, goes with you. Um, and then we got a rental car so that we could like explore and stuff. Um, I told you guys I like to be in control and the whole waiting on an Uber thing was not in my, it wasn't going to be a thing that I was dealing with. So, um, we got a rental car, um, which ended up being a Dodge charger, which was kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) And we kept revving it. Um, and we used a VRBO is what we stayed in. Cool, cool. Now, I know you talked about it a little bit on your live, but just the show as a whole, you were talking about how smooth it was. Everything was organized. And we love that because sometimes some shows might not be the most organized and it can be a little bit stressful. Yeah. Um, it was very much focused. And if you guys have competed in a couple of different shows, you know what I'm saying when I say the promoters were very focused on making sure that athletes had a good experience. So pro check-in was at like two and then amateur check-in was like, I don't know, three to five or something. Um, but when we got there, the check-in was at the venue. Everything was at the venue, which was extremely convenient. Um, so like the different makeup artists that they had doing makeup for the show had rooms in the venue. It was an actual theater. Um, And when we got there, we checked in, we got our goodie bags. Um, The pros got like a special extra goodie bag that had like, I think, you know, because this was his first time having a pro division at his show. So he was just thankful that people entered it basically. Uh, Um, And then we got a tour around the entire facility. So we knew where, where like the pump up room was, um, what the backstage area looked like where makeup was going to be, where tanning was going to be. We got a tour of all that the day before. So it was nice to familiarize ourselves with it. Um, And then like, he took us backstage. I was like, can we go on the stage? (laughs) You guys know that different stages, the flooring is different. Um, So he even took us out onto the stage while they were still setting everything up um, and let us like see what the texture of the floor was like, which was nice. Cause I had this spin in my routine and I'm like, do I need to take it out? Like if it's rubber on the floor, I need to take yeah. it out. <laughs> For real. Um, and then like just the production itself was very nicely set up. Um, the lights, the glamour, like everything it was very pretty. Um, it wasn't just a random banner on the back of the stage and that's it. So they definitely put a lot of effort into it, um, not only for the pros, but for the amateurs too, because bonus was the only pro division. Yeah, that's very cool. Very, I don't, I don't have I seen a show where, well, I don't know that I've seen a show where wellness was the only pro division yet. I mean, I'm sure there might've been one. I haven't, I don't think I've noticed one. That's pretty cool. I like how wellness got the highlights. So another question I wanted to ask you, sorry, guys, I'm shaking up a protein shake. Hold on. (laughs) Is did you notice any physique changes? Because something you guys got to keep in mind, like if regardless, like if you live on the East Coast and you're flying to the West Coast or vice versa, you might notice that your physique is a little 
might notice some slight changes, but that's why it's always crucial. Like if you know you have to fly to another coast where the climate's different, get there early. So that way your body can kind of get acclimated. Yeah. So this was the longest flight I've ever flown on. And that's, we went on Wednesday, the show is on Saturday and we did that on purpose. Um, I asked Nelson what day he wanted me to fly. He said, if we can go Wednesday, let's go. So I shifted my work schedule so that I could work Monday, Tuesday and leave Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've never, when I'm that lean, I've never retained water flying to a show, but we didn't want to risk it. Um, and that would give us some time to let everything equalize before the show. Um, but I actually like the flight dehydrated me. So I think I was like one thirty-six something that morning when I ch- sent my check-ins to Nelson. Once we landed, got to the airport or got to the VRBO house, um, I was already over a gallon of water in. And when I sent my check-ins to him, I was 135. So I dropped over a pound from flying. Yep, yep, yep. And everybody's different. Like I, whenever I've had to fly, I like kind of shrivel up. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, okay. That's good to know. Oh shoot, I lost my question. Oh, okay, there we are. So when they called your name, for first place, what were your thoughts? So it was more like, cause they do it in backwards order, right? They call fifth and then fourth and then third. So when I'm standing on the line with Haley who got second, I'm just waiting for them. I'm like, please don't call my name. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be called until last. Um, And they made it very dramatic, of course, which was great for the production. But um, when they said from Brantfield, Georgia, that's when I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) And um, I posted the video and Kenley like got it. Um, But I was like. It felt like an eternity from when they called third place to when they called second place. Because as soon as they called third, I was like, okay, it's just us. Yeah. Um, and when they called second, it was like a lot of emotions. Somewhat relief, kind of like my junior nationals win, but also like an overwhelming, holy crap, we did it. Like yeah. I expected, like that's the expectation I set for myself. And I felt like I could do it. You know, I felt like it was definite. I was better than the Arnold. It was my best physique to date. Um, I felt like I had a fighting chance, but to like, to stand there, like, okay, it did happen. We did all the things and they all came together was kind of surreal. Um, And when I like coming over, like into the center, um, all the girls were really supportive. It was just, it was just very exciting. <laughs> yes, because now like you set the expectation, you knew what you wanted to do, you had your goals in order, but then when they call your name, it's just kind of like, oh shit, we're on the next level now. Like, yeah, it's whoa. like, we just want to pro. Yeah, yeah. And that like, it's just, Again, if you're new to bodybuilding, you guys, please understand that what Alexis has done is truly amazing. A lot of people just simply won't be able to achieve it. It's one of those things where it's just kind of like, wow, wow. And again, not saying that it can't happen, 
but I will say, and this isn't me being biased because y'all know I can be biased. Alexis is a genetic anomaly. Like we'll go ahead and put that out there. So don't feel discouraged if you can't quote unquote fast track. And I don't, I don't even like the word fast track because sometimes when people say that, I don't know, I guess it can kind of have the undertone of you didn't work as hard, but you did. Like, that's why you were able to fast track because she set a goal and she hustled and she did everything that she needed to do from day one. So I'm talking all the way back from her NPC days all the way to now. So it's just incredible. It really is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, when they put that crown on my head, so... <laughs> Talk about it. So when we're backstage, I see the trophy. And I had we had been shopping like two days before, um, just going to like the outlets and stuff. And I got this Kate Spade bag because I was like, we're gonna come back with too much stuff. Like we had already been to the dragon's lair and bought in shirts, and I'm like, we're gonna have more things than we can travel with. So I got this bag, and it was it's kind of like a small duffel bag. Um and I'm like, if I win, I can put my trophy in here too. And then I can carry it on and it doesn't get lost or broken. And then we're backstage and I see the trophy and I was like, oh, that's mm. not going to fit in the bag. Yeah, <laughs> it was huge. Yeah, it looked cute. <laughs> and, and so <laughs> I didn't even see the crown backstage. I saw the trophy, not the crown. So they set down the trophy, you know, and I walk in, like, stand in front of it, and then they're putting the crown on my head, and I, I hadn't seen it, like, so all I could do is feel it, and I was like, this, yeah. this is really big, like, <laughs> I've worn crowns on my head before, but that thing was huge, and I'm like, it's, like, wobbling, and I was like, please don't fall off, um, and we took our picture and all that, and then when I walked off, the promoter, like, looked at me, and, like, had a moment of realization, he was like, you flew here. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you didn't think this trophy through. <laughs> yeah. So then they're all like shuffling because everyone else was either, um, Haley flew there from Georgia and then everyone else, I don't know if they flew because a lot of them were from California, which is not that far. Yeah. Um, so I definitely, I think, was the farthest one away. Um, But they luckily still had the box that it had come in. So we ended up having to take, we had to go to Dollar General, get pliers, unscrew the base from it. We put the, like, the the lady part of the trophy (laughs) in the box because it wouldn't fit with the box. It wouldn't fit with the base in the box. So Mm I put the lady part in the box padded it with clothes from my um suitcase and then nelson put the base in his backpack and we checked the box <laughs> there we go where they like little- luckily the guys backstage like kind of knew that they would check the box because i didn't know you could check a box on a plane yeah uh, but it was definitely i mean with how heavy it was it was definitely cheaper than like shipping it mm-hmm. which was the only other option so that's how we got it home so like when we dropped off the rental car and then had to go over to the shuttles like I'm trying to carry a couple suitcases because Kenley has this box in his arms and I'm trying to roll all these suitcases 
Nelson had one of ours because Kenley's arms were full. It was yeah. definitely a sight to see trying to get into the airport. Uh, I'm sure people, the civilians are like, what is happening? Who are these Jack people and why do they have so much stuff? Right. Because I also had the crown in my hand because yeah. I couldn't if I packed it, it would have gotten broken. Right. So right. I carried that like literally in my hands. So people are like, what are they doing? I'm brown. You know, I'm walking yeah. around. <laughs> it's this girl. <laughs> it's Vegas. So like literally anything could be anything the same. Goes. Anything goes in Vegas. <laughs> There's no, yeah. You see, you just see a lot of stuff in Vegas. So now what are the plans? What you, what you got going? What do you plan on doing while you are in preparation for the O? So um, Nelson's looking at like my training now, um, just what I've been doing and seeing if we need to like change any of the exercises or shuffle anything around. Um, mainly we need to work like focus on glutes a little more, just like density. Um, and then growing my hamstrings and adductors a little more to make them match everything. Um, the head judge came backstage after they did awards for all for wellness um, and said, almost perfect. I could be probably a little tighter for the Olympia, um, not to grow my quads much more and leave my upper body how it was. So I did, I did pump like everything before we went on stage. So I pumped my glutes, my hamstrings, um, a little bit in my delts. So they were, they were definitely full. Um, but he said not to grow them anymore, which we haven't been doing anyway. Um, so that was at least nice to hear that I don't have to bring them down or anything. Um, and really just mainly I'm like making everything match a little bit more. So my quads are definitely more powerful than my hamstrings right now. So we just need to bring that together and then a little bit which I said this before at Tampa they said tighter in the glutes but really we needed more muscle in the glutes to make them fuller to make them look tighter so I was leaner at this show than I was at Tampa but not like extremely leaner um but everything looked better because I had more glute muscle and I had a little bit more hamstrings so um that'll be kind of the goal going into the Olympia. Um, so we're reverse dieting right now. And then we'll probably start prep again in like sometime in August to give us enough time. Cause going into this show, um, I got to a point where my body kind of sped up. So I didn't do cardio for like a week and a half or two weeks going into Vegas. Um, every day just Nelson was like, okay, no cardio today, no cardio today. Here's more food like my food got almost to where it was in my off season. So it'll be interesting to see how we reverse because it's still going up, of course, because like from the leanness, it has to go up. Um, but it'll definitely be higher than it has been in the past, which will be a good setup for going into another prep. I mean, the perfect setup. And, and that's the other thing too. There is so much strategy when it comes to planning your shows. And I love the way that Alexis and Nelson did it because the goal was to qualify for the O and they weren't messing around as soon as they could got on stage. So now Alexis has from April to August to put on some more tissue versus 
if you were coming in at the 11th hour, let's say for some strange reason, you didn't qualify till like July or end of August, that does not leave you any wiggle room to make the improvements that you want to make. So there's strategy in this for everybody, no matter if you're NPC or pros. Right. So um, there's a couple things I wanted to touch on. One, I have said on previous podcasts that we were going to plan a long season. Um, and that's obviously changed and there's a reason for it. So initially I wasn't on the Arnold list. So our strategy from there was get an Olympic qualification. That was one box. And then the other was we still wanted to get side by side with the girls that were in the top at the Olympia. So I've mentioned like the Pittsburgh and New York and stuff. And like, those are big shows that tend to draw larger named girls. Um, and that was the, that was the main reason for wanting to compete at those shows to get side by side with them. Well, then when I got the late invitation to the Arnold, it kind of changed our game plan. One, we had to speed things up to get ready for that show, um, which took a little notches in the belt to, in order to make that happen. Um, and then from there I was basically in shape. So we needed to fine tune a little bit. Um, and it was just like, get on the next, like, go get on the next stage get an Olympia qualification. Um, and then after doing that, it was like, okay, well, Texas was a week after, do we want to go and do another one and see how I peak back to back? Um, that could have been a benefit of doing another show or do we just reverse because we've already done the two main things that we wanted to do. So as especially because I know I need to make improvements, um, I don't have the muscle density that these girls do that have been competing for over 10 years, you know, like I'm still a baby when it comes to the amount of time I have in the sport and how long I've held the muscle that I have. Um, so sure I could keep competing and maybe win some money. Um, but the long-term goal is to be successful at the Olympia. And in order to do that, I need to make changes and I don't want to bank on I have been successful in really short off seasons but it's not the smartest idea to like put all my eggs into that basket. I might as well take the time that I can do it in a controlled manner and then jump back in fresh. Mm -hmm. Because you guys, this is the Olympia. You already qualified. And especially, you know, you're an athlete where you know you need to improve. There's that, there, there's no point and keeping it going because you're just keeping yourself in a caloric deficit when you can be reversing and improving. And I know we see, you know, some like the pros that don't need to build anymore makes sense for them, but I'm guaranteed all of us that are listening and I am us as well. We can't afford to do that. <laughs> yeah. And like, um, there's also strategy as far as like, we've talked about sponsors and things like that. And like the more that you're on stage and the more that you're in front of people, um, the more beneficial you are to your sponsors, mm -hmm. but it also would be really beneficial to them if I can place well in general at the Olympia, rather than going in completely tired, which is why we didn't continue prepping last year, um, was because even if I got a qualification last year, I would have looked terrible at the Olympia. I would, I would have I, there would have been nothing left, um, motivationally, energy wise, like none of it. Um, so it's setting me up for a good spot, hopefully this year. Um, and like, even like JM had asked if I was planning the Pittsburgh, cause there's like, they tend to do like photo shoots and stuff after. Um, 
So just kind of getting out an idea of who plans to be at the show and all that as far as planning wise. So I let him know that we had considered it, but like, this is kind of the thought process that we were having. And he totally understood like people like, it's like everyone wants the sport to be promoted, but they also want it to be promoted in a beneficial way. So sure. I could burn out and prep through May or June and then show up at the Olympia looking like dog poo. Yeah. And that's like, the Olympia is more important than winning five qualifying shows, you know? This is just kind of like, oh, cool. She won five shows, but then didn't even place at the Olympia. Yeah. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Which could happen anyway, but I would like to set myself up for a better better odds of being my best at the biggest show of my (laughs) you want to improve like the worst case scenario is you get there and you look worse than when you won like that uh 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 you don't want to go backwards you want to continue to improve so smart strategy that makes sense to me did you have any other closing thoughts you wanted to throw in um I just wanted to mention my post-show meal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Guys, I, you guys know that I'm a planner. So I start looking just like, I like to make plans. I like to know what we're doing. So I wasn't even like super focused on the food post-show, but I wanted to know that we had somewhere to go. I definitely didn't want to like get off stage and then go back and change and then sit for a two hour wait somewhere. So I made a reservation at this place called Slayers 5050. Y'all, I got a gold, my burger was dusted in gold. I don't know what the gold thing was. I don't know, it was edible, but I don't know what it was made of. But like the bacon was gold, the burger was, the bun was gold. It was all dusted in gold. So I had a 24 karat gold burger for my post-show meal after my Olympia qualification. That sounds amazing. Call me extra, but it was good. No, that, that does <laughs> perfection as I sit here and my mouth waters yes <laughs> and then we the walked to the strip what was the name of the place Slater's 5050 okay I'll have to remember that for the next time yeah and that was it was like when we came out of the when we came out of the Arnold we originally were kind of looking at the Houston show that was this past weekend um because it was four weeks from the Arnold rather than three so we just figured like a little bit of extra time to make sure that I came in at my best. I needed to be better than the Arnold. Um, But then when my body started speeding up, it didn't make sense to skip a show. So that's why we went into Vegas, but I was actually really excited for Vegas because I've never been. And that's a place I feel like that needs to be on a bucket list. Um, It's a lot of like, I mean, there's a lot of things to do there that there's not to do anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, I played a slot machine which I was really excited to do. And it was much less exciting than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get, I don't understand the, the yeah. addictive part of it because you just put your money in and hit a button. And then it. it tells you if you want, I won 75 cents and I spent like $5. So <laughs> not a good return on your investment, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I, and I said, I want to do it. I don't want to like win anything. I just want to, like say that I played some slots. Yeah. And so I did and I checked it off, but um, it was, I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we walked to the strip. We walked a lot that night. Um, 
I, it's not something that I, it's not like I'm like, let's make a girl's trip to Vegas, I, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but it's definitely, I think a benefit of this sport is that you can plan things like that. So we planned, we flew back, we did a red eye Sunday night, which wasn't the best kind of flight, but it gave us a ton of time on Sunday to explore, which is the cool thing about the sport. You're going to areas that you've never been to. Absolutely. Plan an extra five hours or something the day after your show to be there and just kind of do something. Yeah, especially like if you've had to fly like three plus hours, make it worth it, man. Make yeah. It- all right. Well, that is going to wrap up today's episode. Alexis is going to the O. Of course, you guys, you know, he is going to be documenting everything via Instagram. And of course, we will have updates on the pod. If there's anything you want us to touch on, you can DM Alexis or I, and we will hit on the topics. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll chat with you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>